This is the Punk and Piledrivers Podcast with your host, Big Bad Boris. It is time, my children, for another episode of the Punk and Piledrivers Podcast on the Love Wrestling Podcasting Network. My name is Big Bad Boris, and I'm extra specially excited this week to have uh, a, a good friend, one of my best friends, if I may be so, so bold as to say that, Mr. Michael Richard Blaze, a repeat guest, if you will. Uh, MRB, what the hell's going on? First off, did you just steal my gimmick by calling everybody your children? Uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a dirty gimmick thief. What do you want from me? Yeah, how dare you? Second off, am I your first repeat guest? No, Warren's been on many, many times because... Oh, uh, okay, that's fair. The previews and everything? No, this isn't your third time. This is only your second time, I believe. No, this is my third. Because we oh, did, uh, yeah, we did the one with Ravenous Randy. That one, yeah, last time that went a little yeah. off the rails, so to speak. Yep, I'm a, I'm a three-peat, my friend. You're a three-peat, one of the few in the proud, like the Marines. Mm, yes, yes, yes. How are so, you? I'm, I'm very well. So the reason that uh, we, we uh, wanted to have you on uh, is kind of twofold. Uh, reason number one, you talked about wanting to come on a while ago and, and talk about not necessarily wrestling things, but movies and music and things that you like and things like that, but also the uh, Clandestine Society Professional Wrestling School now has its doors open, which is very exciting. So what do we want to start with? I feel like we should probably start with like stuff about the school because yeah. what worries me is like I'm going to end up bugging you to like come on again so we can talk about the other part because... We might not even have time to get through anything other than stuff about the school. That's true, because I, I am uh, poor and don't have a Zoom subscription, as I mentioned. We are limited to our time. So uh, take me through uh, where the idea came from. And I know there was a lot of difficulty in securing a building and stuff like that. So kind of take me through the journey to, to and all the, the, the pitfalls of getting the doors open. Um, Honestly, like... You know as well as like anybody else because I talked to you a lot about it. For the most part, the idea just came from the idea that I really like helping people in any way I can when it comes to wrestling. And I myself, I feel like I got a lot of opportunities over the lot of years that I've been doing it that I never really advertised and I never told a lot of people about all the time. Okay. But if I do tell you about it, like you can look it up and find like the factual proof. Like I went and did the Dr. Tom Pritchard camp so many times that I basically got like almost a full two month course with the guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like I've learned from people from Japan, like Marafuchi, like I did a full week with Marafuchi at Harley Races School and guys like that and Ricky Steamboat, Harley Race himself. Uh, Gerald Briscoe, like the amount of seminars I've been to. And then on top of that, like I'm one of the few guys that was still around that went through the whole phase of like Lance Storm booking forms. Mm-hmm. And then I have like my initial training and like my mentorship from TJ Wilson. And I just feel like I've always kind of thought like I have all this knowledge that not many others around here seem to have. There's like there's a lot of people around here that have a lot of great knowledge, but I have a lot that they don't have even, and it's just nice. I like passing that on. I like paying it forward, and that's like the biggest thing. And then for so long, like 
people have come to me and asked me for help with their matches or even I got into this situation where when I wasn't really doing helping with training anymore at some of the other places I've helped with like force and whatnot um people started like just sending me their matches so I could critique their matches which to me is weird in a way because it's like am I really the guy that like should be critiquing this but obviously everybody like a lot of people think so so if I can help them in some way that's kind of like where the idea came from is just paying it forward but you sorry to interrupt but you've always kind of of downplayed your your status uh, as kind of a vet and like you've been around for a long time but you've always been very kind of not tooting your own horn and stuff like that about you know why am i the guy that you want to look at your matches you've always kind of downplayed that but it's definitely it's a thing you're very well respected obviously in the community which is like I appreciate that a lot. And that's basically like where this came from is I started to, it's still something that's hard to fully believe for myself, just because like you said, like for whatever reason, I have this mindset of like, am I really that special? But if so many people think it and like people want my opinion and then I do have the credentials to back that up. And like, even now I would have never said this before, like all those things that TJ wrote about me, that I posted, I would have never told anybody those things. I would have never like advertised the fact that like sometimes he would come to me for ideas for matches that he was producing in WWE. Like he would come to me and be like, hey, which one of these ideas would you go with for this match on TV? Mm-hmm. And like I would be his deciding factor. And I would have never told anybody that. Yeah. But now that he's told people, like it's a legitimate credential I have. And it's like, okay. If I can pay all of this knowledge forward, and if you guys want what I have to offer you, the best way to do that is to actually have like a place to do it. And so I went through like a solid few months where I was just constantly online looking for the right building, looking for the right place, and going and like visiting places. And just really trying to figure out, is there any way I can like do this myself? Is there like any possible way where I can get this going? And in like August, mid-August, I finally like hammered it all out and found the place. And yeah, here we are. Um, I so want to. Sorry, I want to <laughs> go back uh, to the the t- little testimonial that that TJ wrote for you. Something that you sent to me. Um, you've obviously been very, very vocal about, about how important he is to your career, as well as how important he is just to you personally, as a friend, uh, he wrote a very, very nice, uh, testimonial. What did that mean to you when you read it the first time? Oh, so like, I kind of sat on that for probably a good two weeks after he wrote it before I actually posted it. Oh, wow. Okay. Any of the social medias, just because like a, I always feel weird about like I don't ever want it to come across as like I'm using mm-hmm. TJ and like his name even though like he tells me to and he's constantly like yeah make sure you like tell people like you're my guy I never want it to come across that way but then also like because when he first sent it to me I legitimately teared up mm-hmm. which I'm like a pretty emotional guy so I do get like into those things but it's pretty rare for me to like 
fully tear up over like something just somebody writes to me. But actually like reading him write those words and knowing him where like TJ's a very nice guy. Like he'll say nice things about people and he'll find something nice to say about somebody almost no matter what. But he won't he won't write things like that. He won't like truly go into full detail and say like, hey, this guy's knows exactly what he's talking about. This guy helped me do this. This guy helped me do that. Like he won't lie about those things. So he like he obviously like truly meant those things. And so when I read it, I was like, whoa. Like I knew he was like proud of me and like I knew we had like this relationship, but I didn't truly like I didn't honestly truly realize how much he really felt all that way. TJ makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. TJ's an interesting guy too. Like I wouldn't consider myself and TJ like friends or friendly by any stretch of the imagination, like acquaintances in terms of I was around back in the day when he wrestled for, for PWA. And there's been a couple of times he's come to visit where I've gone out with you guys to eat and stuff, but like by no means are we anywhere even remotely close to being close. But every year on my birthday, I get a Facebook happy birthday from him. And it's always like, Oh, that's cool. So like, he's, he's a good dude. Yeah. Like super good guy. And like just super genuine. Yeah. So that's like kind of where I get like, what I'm saying about like that write up is he's such a nice guy. Like he will go out of his way to do those things and genuinely just to be like, Hey, happy birthday. Like I know who you are. You're like a good dude that I Mm -hmm. do. So happy birthday and that'll make you feel good. But he won't, he's such a genuine guy in the sense that he'll do those things. But also like I said, like he's not going to say amazing things about a person unless he truly, truly means it. So like, yeah tj's like very interesting in the sense that he's like such a nice guy and yeah. so genuine and that's why it's like that was like so special for me and i think that's also not to like beat a dead horse in things i've talked about but i honestly think that's where so much of this drive i have and like had to get this place going and help people out like came from too because he did that for me and he like still does that for me all the time so i literally think it's something i got from him where I'm just like, okay, he's always paying it forward to me and to everybody else. I have to pay it forward to as many people as I possibly can. If I can take a Zoe Sager or Taryn from accounting and like make them go from 90% to 100%, like if I can take what Zoe had when she left Lance's, an amazing foundation, one of the best foundations you can get, but I can add just that little bit extra. Some fine her tuning. Game. Yeah, just that little bit extra to her game that's going to get her hopefully sign one day. That'll make me happier than even if like, than me making it. Yeah. And like, if I can show my brother, like Stephen Crow, everybody knows that now. Like if I can take him from just being a ref to actually being like a really good pro wrestler now, like that's, the most amazing feeling in the world so and i got that from tj i guess <laughs> and that's one of the things i wanted to touch on is is the the support system the day that uh you you move the ring into the building and you i can't remember if you asked me or if i offered that i'd come by and help you know load the ring and and move it and set it up i thought it was just going to be like just a couple of us 
And I showed up to, to pick up the ring and there's a whole bunch of people there. So I think what's really great about this is it's, it's totally like a community thing and there's lots of support and people really buy into this. And I think that's one of the things that's going to make it really special. I am um, honestly, I completely agree. And that's the other big driving factor of this for me is like, and not even just for me, I think for everybody else that's like part of it is I wanted to very much be that community idea. That's why I've been very leery of like, it took a lot of people telling me that I should post it this way of actually calling myself the head trainer. Mm -hmm. And like, I know I had to like, realistically I had to because I am and like, I'm the guy with the most experience. So I'm going to be the one mostly teaching things. But I was leery at first of doing that because in my mind, the main quote that I put on for the thing is we make everyone we touch and everywhere we go better together. Mm-hmm. Because to me, that's what like this is mostly about is I want it to be a fun atmosphere. I want it to feel like it's everybody's. I don't want it to feel like this is Michael Richard Blaze's school and thing. I want it to be like, this is a place we all go to. I just happen to be the dude with the most experience here. I just happen to have the most I can show you guys, but you guys can show me stuff too. Like I've been harping on like when we're running drills and stuff, like please call me out if I start doing like weird looking stuff, because I want to make sure I'm doing the best I possibly can too. And, and like really great wrestlers always say that they never stop learning. Yes, exactly. And so that's like, what you just said like about the ring and everything and then just the atmosphere that's been there so far is exactly what I dreamed of and exactly what I wanted because it does feel very much like a community. It feels more like I'm with all my friends and I'm working on stuff and we're pulling in new friends and helping them out Then it feels like it's if you know what I mean it yeah. doesn't feel like yeah it doesn't feel like this like I'm the coach and I gotta tell you to do this atmosphere it's like it's a nice family fun atmosphere. Sure. All right. So everybody who knows the Punk and Photographers podcast knows this is a music podcast as well as a professional wrestling podcast. I like to have my guests pick out some tracks that mean something to them. And uh, first of all, I owe you an apology because back in the infancy uh, of the Punk and Photographers podcast, you were a guest and you picked a song oh. by a band that I don't like. And I vetoed it. And it was the only time I ever vetoed it. And after I did it, I felt really bad. And I swore I would never veto again. And I haven't. And I have played a lot of songs and bands and stuff that I don't care for. So first of all, I openly and publicly apologize to you for for, uh, vetoing the track you picked. I'm not going to say what it is. But uh, the first track we're going to play is uh, it's a song called Ocean Drive uh, by Duke Dumont. Tell me about this track and why you picked it. Honestly? I picked this is like so based on the fact that we're talking a lot about the clandestine wrestling society training place right now I felt like I had to pick this because a few months ago out at WrestleCorn BC I had a match with Cody Chun and this is his theme song okay and in WrestleCore Myself, Taryn from Accounting, and Stephen Crow, we're the clandestine society there. And we are supposed to be the most serious of serious group. And like, we're not funny. 
We are not funny there. We don't have fun at Russell Cole. We are evil, despicable, kick your ass heels. But this song, it hit. <laughs> and on like the video, like we literally couldn't help but fall off our heads. Like we couldn't <laughs> help it. And then it just for a little while, it became kind of like the thing where we'd be like, oh yeah, play Ocean Drive whenever the three of us are together or whenever any of like our friends are together. And we just like bop our head and that's how we get into the mode. And then I realized like over most of over most of September, I would start every training class by playing this song. And I didn't even realize it until Zoe called me out on it. Okay. So I basically it's it's a clandestine wrestling training song at this point. So we're fitting. All right. Well, that's a, that's a good story. So we're going to go to that right now. This is Ocean Drive. This is Duke Dumont on the Punk and Pod Drivers podcast.
That is Duke Dumont on the Punk and Potterverse podcast. Uh, the first pick from Michael Richard Blaze of the Clandestine Society. Um, recently, you had the first mini camp. Uh, talk me through how that went. I popped by on the Sunday uh, just to kind of show some support and, and get a look at how things were going. I didn't want to stay too long and be in the way. Uh, global TV was just showing up as we were leaving. But tell me how uh, the first mini camp went and were you happy with it? Um, honestly, I don't know if I could have been any happier with it than I was. It pretty well went exactly like I ever dreamed it would. Like, I guess I could sit here and be like businessman, blah, blah, blah. Like, oh, I wish I had more people that signed up. But like, we had four brand new students. And then so many of our like experienced wrestlers that come and train with us just wanting to attend to brush up on their basics and also like kind of support yeah when i showed up on sunday there was there was a lot of the guys and the gals were there i thought it was really cool yeah like i think they're on sunday i think there's probably like maybe in total not including me there's 14 people there yeah i think and then on saturday there was like 12 because a couple of the guys were off in saskatoon for a show but like so to have that many people there and like everybody was super supportive everybody was having fun everybody was working hard but also encouraging each other to like work harder and to like not get down on themselves if it was taking a little longer for certain things because all of us have stuff to work on even i still have roles that i could do better and make smoother you know what i mean mm-hmm. so like Everybody was encouraging everybody, and those four like brand new students, they were literally working their asses off. Like none of them, none of them at any point said like I don't want to try this. They were all like ready to go and like gung ho to try everything we were throwing at them, and they were picking it up like pretty well too. And I really hope. One of them actually signed up full time as a student. His name's Jared. Okay. He's like, he's already progressing like very well. Like, he's only been doing it for about a week now. And tonight, like, I already had him running a couple spots and doing like headlock takeovers and things, which sometimes takes a while for people to get. And it's just because, like, that drive and that passion is there, and you can tell. And then the other three that were there at the camp, like, they were picking it up really well, too. By the end of the day on Sunday, they were doing, like, a little bit of chain wrestling and ending it with a suplex, which, like, for two days, like, yeah. that's pretty good. So I, like, and a lot of that came down to just, like, their drive, their passion. But I honestly believe, like, the environment and the fact that there were so many people there that just wanted to see everybody do well and were willing to help so like yeah i think it went great and i can't be any happier with how it went and i'm really looking forward to doing more of them like literally like i'm chomping at the thing like i wish time would move faster because i can't wait to see the next one that one our next one's november 12th and 13th so it's a while away like it's still six weeks so also, there's a lot of time to still sign up, guys. So I'm getting to that, okay? Up. Damn it, let me be a host. That's fair. But, like, <laughs> I'm literally, like, chomping at the bit to, like, get to that one because I just, like, I love those. Those mini camps are 
probably my favorite thing to do. Because and, I just like introducing people to this. And I like I was there for about a half an hour. Yeah, just the positive vibe and everybody was really encouraging each other and, and you know, applauding after you tried something and if it went well and that kind of thing. And and you and I both know there's so much negativity and bullshit in this business. So to have something so positive, I think it's really awesome. Yeah, I agree. And like I think what was like the coolest part of it and seems to always be the coolest part of these mini camps for me is there's always applauding and cheering when something goes well. But there's always like everybody that applauds and cheers when something goes well, they're also instantly like if something doesn't go quite right, they're like, no, 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 you got it. You got it. Mm -hmm. You're going to do this. And they start like clapping for that too. And it's like this hype up atmosphere where it's like, you can't, you literally like can't fail in like an atmosphere like that because there's just too much encouragement. Like even if something isn't perfect, you end up like, I feel like all those like new students and even like the experienced ones that are learning new things end up getting it in the end, Mm -hmm. literally just because they have that behind them. Yeah. And so I think that's the coolest part. So uh, Global TV came by on the the Sunday to do a little bit of a feature that I guess came out tonight because I just saw the video before we started recording. Uh, I know that's something that's kind of, and I don't want to speak for you, but something that I think might be kind of, or you've mentioned is a little odd for you. It's easy for you to get up in front of a camera or in a ring and talk as Michael Richard Blaze wrestler, but sometimes not necessarily so easy to get up in front of a camera and talk as Michael Richard Blaze person. Uh, what was it like to to kind of you know speak on behalf of your own school uh, on, on television for the news? Um, it's definitely a learning experience, and it's something new for me, and something that I want to get better at. So I was very happy that they took the time to come out and do that, and I can't begin to like say how meaningful it is that like realistically the news like doesn't have to give a damn about this or about any of us Mm -hmm. it's like it's the literal news so the fact that they took the time to come out and like support that and help get the word out like really meant a lot to me um i think i did okay i'd like to say that it wasn't great but i think i did okay (laughs) Um, it was fine (laughs) Yeah, and it's like, it it was cool to do, and it made me just, like, really happy, and I guess it was one of those things, like, I've said before, like, sometimes those things to me are, like, a little bit of validation that things are, like, I'm doing the right thing, like, oh, if they think this is cool enough that it's worth coming, like, checking out and, like, helping put the word out there on, like, that's nice. That, like, makes me feel good, and, like, I'm doing the right thing, or at least trying to do the right thing. So it was like really cool to be able to talk to them. And yeah, I hope, I hope there's more interest in the future and more opportunities to do that. Literally just as like a learning experience for me and for anybody else too. Like I'm glad that they talked to like Zoe on that thing as Mm -hmm. well, because like she needs to learn how to do that. It's a big part of what we do is being able to talk to people in the media and sell ourselves in some way. And you and I both know that, oh, you know, professional wrestling is not necessarily the most respected form of entertainment. So anytime you get a chance to to represent what we do, you know, you got to take advantage of it and try to, you know, bring your A game on and do it to the fullest. I agree. I think that's like a big part of why I want to get better at it and why I hope there's more interest. Because another thing that 
I really want to try to do is how you said that like this atmosphere is so encouraging everything. I want to put that out there. I want people to see that. And very much in the same way as like how love wrestling is putting out all this stuff of like acceptance and atmosphere, et cetera, et cetera. And trying to change the perspective of like, this isn't some dingy indie show. And like, this isn't some regular thing. That's just like, like whatever, like exactly what you said, like sometimes wrestling doesn't have like the respect Mm -hmm. that it should. And so like in the same way, they're like showing a different atmosphere and everything and trying to get that respect i guess from people that's kind of what like i want to show too is like yeah like this place like it's nice it's bright like i just want to pay for stuff forward like encouraging atmosphere so yeah like basically what you said is (laughs) it's like just bringing showing that to like the masses so you mentioned sorry you mentioned next mini camp is coming up in november uh if there's people out there who want to get involved how can they get involved and and what is what's the minimum age um the minimum age is 18 plus okay so 18 i don't know why i say plus there yeah you got to be 18 for it and you go to clandestinewrestlingsociety.com slash mini dash camp and you'll see all the information there and the registration link is there and everything and you can sign up for it you can also just always be on our social medias there's like usually a post every day or two Mm -hmm. at the very least on the social medias and that's clandestine soc so c-l-a-n-d-e-s t-i-n-e-s-o-c on every platform twitter facebook instagram we're all over there and yeah november 12th and 13th that'll be the next mini camp and hopefully there's a bunch of new people there ready to get introduced to wrestling and learn all the roles we do and everything like that and there will be a bunch of all of our regular experienced people there ready to like help you out support and just have that encouraging atmosphere again. All right. Uh, all right. Uh, we're going to go to your second track. And then after that, I got to ask you about Ms. Force just cause you know, I have to do it. Uh, the second track you picked is uh, from a band called as it is. The track is called boys. Don't cry. Uh, give me the skinny on this one. Um, honestly, it's just like a song that I was like obsessed with for a little while while I was working out. And I just like remembered it today and I played it during my workout maybe like three or four times today. And I just like forgot all about it for whatever reason. I played it a lot during the pandemic and when I was recovering from my pec surgery. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess... What I got from the lyrics is it's one of those songs that's telling a story of like, oh, like this guy feels this way, but like nobody notices because like boys don't cry. But like I'm fine with crying. I'm fine with people knowing mm-hmm. I'm an emotional guy. And like I'm fine with like putting my heart on my sleeve. So it's like I don't know really how to put it. It's just like a good song that like hits me in the emotions. And it's like caught me through a lot of like good workouts and like it's one of those songs I put on if I feel down and then I'm like, nah, screw this. Like there's no <laughs> reason to feel down. Let's just like put our pants on, pick ourselves up and get to work. All so, right. Yeah. 
All right, so the band is called As It Is. The song is called Boys Don't Cry on the Punk and Fraud Evers podcast. I see a pain behind your eyes And you feel it every day It's like a light that slowly dies But it's better not to say It's better not to say such together now just dry your eyes cause boys don't cry no no boys don't Boys Don't Cry by As It Is, the second uh, pick from Michael Richard Blaze. Now, before we talk about uh, um, Ms. Force, I, I want to bring this up, but I want to make sure I word it in a way that doesn't make me sound like an asshole. But uh, obviously, like you you doing the, the training and something that is very important to you, your, your main goal, as everybody knows, and you and I have talked about umpteen times over the years, is, is WWE. Um, as the years are going by, and that, and that yep. you know has yet to come to a to a fruition. It, does that make the training that much more rewarding and that's much more important to you that it's still being able to kind of leave your mark and it's something that 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 in lieu of of reaching your ultimate goal, maybe you can help some other people get there. And I don't want that um, to sound disrespectful or like you've given up on your goal or it's not going to happen because that's not what I'm saying. You know what I mean? No, like I totally 
I don't think it sounds disrespectful at all. And I totally like get the question. And like, if I'm being totally honest with you, like, I think that is a big factor in it because I've said this to a few people before. In 2019, I had that WWE tryout. And I honestly think I never really sat there and was all like, oh, I'm going to get signed off this. I was like, I have, I think I have a really good chance and I'm going to give it my all and I'm going to try my damnedest to get signed off this. But I do think there was a lot of people that thought I was getting signed. And like, not just people here. Like, I think honestly, like, he could correct me if I'm wrong, but I honestly think like TJ thought I was getting signed off that tryout. Mm-hmm. And it just didn't happen. I just got the like, oh, not this time, man. And I've seen a lot of people have tryouts and then get bitter and quit and go the other way or talk a lot of shit or whatever. And to me, I came at a crossroads at that time and it was either I can go that route and I can be bitter and I can be upset and whatever, or I can go this other route where I'm still pushing. I'm still pushing really hard, but now I had it. I tried. It didn't work out this time. I can still push. I can still push, but I can do so much more at the same time. I can put a little bit more focus into this and I can start helping some people out and I can start doing this. And, oh, I found out what they wanted that tryout. So I can give some of those secrets to these people and maybe, maybe they can do what I haven't been able to do yet. Maybe even before me. And then as I was starting to do that, I realized like, oh, I will be just as happy and like people can believe this if they want or not it's up to you but i i'm being completely honest when i say this and i honestly believe this in my heart i will be just as happy if not more so to hear that like gg ray or zoe sager or even my little brother stephen crow like that mm-hmm. they got signed or even like people that have helped minimally like michael allen richard clark I'll be just as happy to find out that they did as if it happens for me. Yeah. You had so said, is- sorry, you had said in, in one of our many uh, chats, a lot of those guys uh, die the hero or live long enough to be that come the villain. And you don't want to, you said you didn't want to become the villain. So I think that yeah. uh, the, the that's a great analogy for what we were talking about that day. I agree. And like, I also had this talk with like TJ fairly recently is at some point too, a nice thing about this for the selfish side of me is like I realized I can find just as much love in the training side of it as I can the wrestling side of it, if not more. So worst case scenario, maybe it, like I'm only 32. I'm still a very young guy mm-hmm. when it comes right down to it. I think people forget about that because I've been around for so long. Yeah. But the thing is, though, is like worst case scenario, I do end up like the older guy. And maybe I can't wrestle anymore. Maybe it's not in the cards for me to wrestle, but there's a performance center and they hire guys that maybe never even made it Mm -hmm. in their own company to train people and stuff. And like, I would be completely, I would be 100% happy being an Adam Pierce. Yeah. Yeah. Like if I get to like my early forties and it's like, okay, maybe like wrestling on the shows is in the cards for me, but I can get a contract at the performance center and train people and be a producer and put my vision for these amazing athletes out into the world, that would be amazing for me too. 
All right. So, so we are under four minutes. So I just want to get a really, really quick, uh, your take on the Misforce thing. How was that experience? And uh, it, it's, it's fun to be something kind of buzzworthy, isn't it? Or yeah, be a, man, be a part always, of something buzzworthy anyway. It's always fun to get like those buzzworthy moments and have like those little viral things. And I always like it too, because it helps here. Like me, Pride, and my brother all blew up and got like a bunch of followers out of that, which just brings it back to everybody else here. Because mm-hmm. now when we're retweeting all of our friends' things or we're retweeting the shows here, all these new people are seeing it. And like, as I always say, doing something for WWE, huge deal. Coolest thing in the world. And that's where I want to be. So to work for them in any capacity, very big deal. This time, because like I've done it, like mm-hmm. you know that I've had yeah. a few matches there and everything. This time, though, I got to be in a segment with one of my very good friends in wrestling in Pride and with my little brother who I train. Mm-hmm. So to like be on WWE TV standing beside them and like in the one segment where Loomis attacks Miz, me and Steve are laying on the ground with our arms over each other Mm -hmm. like i don't see how that gets any better than that yeah it's one of those things once like once you're you're on raw like that's etched in wrestling history and it's gonna live forever yeah and like that's like like we're never getting a moment like that back in our lives like me and my brother are on wwe tv together laying together with our arms over each other like that's something that like my parents can be like wow this is really cool like and that's just like how many brothers get to have that? Yeah, that's super cool. All right, um, we're running really low on time. Thank you for for taking the time to hang out with me today. I know you're not necessarily feeling the greatest right now, but uh, thank you for doing this, and I wish you all the best of luck with the clandestine society with the school, and I'm hoping I can be a part of it somehow if you need me to tell people how to you know, plug in a microphone or some bullshit. I don't know. Oh, I'm, always, I'm always good to have you around if you want to even just come hang out with having you around and like thank you for having me on here asking me some questions and letting me like promote it even a little more hell yeah i like chatting with you oh you're making get me all emotional all right we're gonna go out to some brand new music from a band called cigar uh the track is called legacy of the seven plies uh this is i think new music from a band that's been around for a while but haven't done anything new in a while uh, uh, this song I really enjoy, especially the drums. Everybody knows, uh, or people, not everybody, but some people know I have been a drummer in my past life and there's a lot of punch and heavy, heavy sounds to these drums. And that's the first thing that grabbed me when I heard it. So I hope you guys dig that. Uh, I have no idea what's going on next week. I was originally going to plan to take this week off, but you know, you get MRB, you get MRB. So maybe I'll take next week off. I have no idea. But yeah, in the meantime, enjoy this track, enjoy Cigar, and we may talk to you guys all next week. Eyes up a gesture, suck me high, fall.